It's time for another chapter being read of the book. Join me. Before I get into the following chapter, something that's weighing so heavily on my mind this morning is how thankful I am for the blood of Jesus. He didn't just shed his blood for our salvation, and I'm so glad he did. Without that ultimate sacrifice, um, we wouldn't have a way to be reconciled with him and our sins completely washed away without having to do a sacrifice of our own. And we, well, I don't want to get off into that, but um, we, he also, that's what I'm trying to say, sorry. He also shed his blood for our healing, not just physically, but inwardly as well. The hurts and everything. Although today I, it is going to be more focused on the physical healing. But, um, I just wanted to say that I am thankful for the blood of Jesus. And if you're listening to this and you don't have the Holy Ghost and you have not been baptized in the precious name of Jesus, I encourage you to find someone who will tell you more about it. And His blood is applied to our lives when we are baptized in the name of Jesus. It washes away all the gunk and the filth. If you're baptized in the titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I don't even know why I'm going off on this. Maybe you need to hear it. It's just, it's just a title. I am a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a daughter. But my name is Hannah Shepherd. It used to be Hannah Goodrich, but, but my name is Hannah Shepherd. Uh, if somebody gives me a check, and it's not written out in any name, and I put, let's say I put, um, to the pay of order, or however it's worded, to, uh, to daughter. They're going to say, whose daughter? Which daughter? Or if I put wife or mother, any of those things, I cannot cash that check. But if I put to the pay of order to Hannah Shepherd, they can then turn around and cash it to me. Same with when you are being baptized in the name of Jesus. Well, first, let's go back to the titles. If you are being baptized in the name of the Father, who's the Father? What's his name? If you're being baptized in the name of the Son, what is the name of the Son? The name of the Holy Ghost. What is the name of the Holy Ghost? His name is Jesus. And he's the same person. Just like you have multiple facets, roles in your life, Jesus has multiple facets and roles in, not in his life, but in our lives. There we go. In our lives. 
Um, so maybe you needed to hear that. <laughs> uh, go find somebody, ask, ask somebody more about it, but I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus. Now, chapter two, I am holding you. My mama tells me all of the time that when I was a newborn, people oohed and awed at her beautiful baby girl with thick black hair. She says nurses would come in the hospital room and say, oh my goodness, you have the most beautiful baby girl. I have never seen that much hair on a baby before. As I grew, my mama noticed a lump on the left side of my baby bottom. My parents had to really push me to walk, which I didn't do until I was 17 months old. When I walked, I would trip on my left side. Looking back, God was putting my mama in a spiritual waiting room. The irony is that she found herself in several physical waiting rooms with me. She brought me to doctor after doctor, but all they would say was, Oh, this is just a growing phase. She'll move past it. But I did not, quote-unquote, move past it. It kept getting worse. My mother felt petrified because she knew something was not right. Yet none of the doctors seemed to take her seriously. Since they had little money to cover the repeated medical visits, when I was five years old, they reached the point of almost deciding to stop bringing me. My mama went to our bishop and told him the situation. He encouraged her to, quote unquote, try one more doctor, just one more. My mama reluctantly agreed. Once more, with a heavy heart, she brought me to yet another pediatrician. This tender-hearted woman was the answer for which my mama had been praying. I'm going to stop and say that sometimes God brings instant healing. Other times God sends the hands of a doctor of healing. Whichever the case, we must accept the Lord's way because his way is not ours. His thoughts are higher than ours. He may want you to witness to a sweet nurse in the doctor's office or, like my mama, let the love of the Holy Ghost flow from her heart. She would often bring baked goods to the staff and bring a smile to their faces. I know that meant the world to them, seeing that the doctor's office offices don't always have the nicest of patients. As a side note, my mama taught me to always look for a way to be a blessing to people. It's not something she has ever voiced to me, but rather something she has spoken through her actions. This is a value that I have tried my hardest to carry through in my own life. This doctor listened to my mama. She took her time and did not make my mama feel rushed. She determined to run some tests and get down to the bottom of the issue. No pun intended. She told me later, I can remember your mama telling me, Help! She has a lumpy bottom. What do I do? We laugh now. <laughs> But it was a real and scary moment for my mama. My friend, whatever you're going through right now, you will laugh one day and say, God was with me the entire time. Why was I so worried? 
it's not easy right now when you don't have all the answers. The sky isn't blue anymore, but an ugly gray. It seems like the clouds hang low and heavy. Just keep holding on. Your answer is on the way. Whether in a doctor's hand, someone's voice, or just that still small voice, to the mother looking for answers for her child, do not stop. I'm the child on the other side of it. For your baby's sake, do not stop. I am so thankful for a mama that would not stop looking for an answer until there was one found. Through prayer and going to doctors, we finally found the answer. It was all because of my mama's faith and love for me. I was too young to understand why my mama was so frightened. Understanding came a little later after results. When the results came back in, my, ma my doctor told my mama that there was a benign ossal, <laughs> I'm probably saying that wrong, FYI, tumor right where that lumpy spot was, and I needed surgery immediately. The way they explained it to her was that the tissue showing up as a fatty mass, a tumor, was covering up a deformity in the spine to protect itself. Thankfully, this meant it was not cancer. My mama was relieved for an answer, but worried about what the future would bring. She had and still has unwavering faith. That does not mean she felt, quote-unquote, perfectly fine the entire time. That meant that despite how she felt, she held the hand of the Lord. She placed her complete trust in Him, walking blindly in the darkness. It is no wonder in watching her I have been able to fight through fiery trials. To all of you mamas out there, don't be afraid to let your baby see her tears and fears. That, that lets your children know you are a human being and you feel real emotions. If we, as mothers, try to suppress our feelings, we set not only ourselves up for failure, but our children. Also, because it teaches them a person cannot show how you really feel to the Lord. It teaches them that we always have to be, quote-unquote, strong, which is not biblical. Jesus did not tell us to never feel sad, anxious, or scared. He just doesn't want those emotions to consume us and rule our lives. In fact, his word, in his word, it says, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. First Peter 5 and 7 KJV. Emphasis mine. Let's break this down. Casting means to throw upon, place upon. All. All things. Your, ye, you, your own. Care. Care, anxiety, solicitude, which means care or concern for something for someone. For means for. He, himself, God. The previous verse says, 
Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. 1 Peter 5, 6, KJV. Emphasis mine. They will also learn that sometimes there will be really hard trials in life. Life is not all rose petals and sunshine, or we would never grow and develop in the Lord. If a bodybuilder wants to build muscle, he can work out with just a five-pound weight. He lifts heavier and heavier weights gradually over time until he reaches his goal. Job 23.10 says, But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. These trials show the manifestation of the glory of God in our lives. Now back to the story. My parents had to bring me to the charity hospital in New Orleans. After three years, three years, that's not what I meant to say. After three weeks before we went, my parents sat me down at Popeye's, where my daddy was the general manager at the time, and explained to me what was about to take place. I remember feeling horrified at the thought of someone cutting me open. My little little five-year-old self wanted to make sure I would not feel anything. I remember very loudly yelling, No, I don't want them to cut me. It's humorous now, thinking about it, being in a restaurant filled with people and me yelling, I don't want them to cut me. I am sure someone thought, Poor girl, I wonder what she's talking about. Don't cut her for Pete's sake. It was all quite dramatic. Mama told me before, if I hadn't been filled with the Holy Ghost and worked for Jesus, that I would be in Hollywood for how dramatic I could be sometimes. Not to mention wanting attention. (laughs) My parents reassured me that everything was going to be okay. Before I knew it, we were on the way to New Orleans. I remember looking out the window, watching the cars, and thinking, You are lucky. You don't have to get cut on like I do. I was terrified, to say the least. The details at arrival are fuzzy in memory. All I remember is they did several tests for about a week before doing surgery. I remember having to get an EKG and having that awful smelling goop in my long hair. My daddy went with me to that one. We read a book together. Both he and Mama kept me laughing during my dark journey. They were my rays of sunshine. What my young five-year-old self didn't know was that they were just as terrified as I was. The day came for me to have my surgery, I did not know all of what surgery would entail, but I certainly did not expect to be without my parents. They both kissed me on the cheek and reminded me that Jesus was watching over me. Mama told me, dream about puppy dogs, okay, baby? Then off they went to the dreaded waiting room. At that moment, I felt like an orphan. I remember feeling sick to my stomach. When I realized I would be in the hands of strangers wearing hospital scrubs and masks, I felt so nervous. I puked a little in the surgery room. 
After they cleaned me up, they told me to count to ten, and I would see my mama. Oh, I was so mad later when I realized they lied to me. Kids are not stupid. Don't under, don't underestimate their understanding. My eyelids began to feel extremely heavy, and my whole body felt heavy. I felt scared, but peaceful. I drifted off to sleep, thinking, I'm going to dream like, about puppies, like Mama told me to. I remember complete darkness, and then the most extraordinary thing happened. I felt a peace beyond my human understanding wrap around me like a warm blanket. I could suddenly see the doctors operating on me. Below the operating table, I could see a hand, a large hand. I could see the stars and all of the planets around me, like someone had peeled the ceiling off of the roof, and I could see outer space. I heard a voice saying, I made all of this. I made the stars and the moon, the earth. I am so big and mighty that I can hold the whole world in my hands. But at the same time, while I am in control of everything, I am holding you in the palm of my hands. Everything is going to be okay. Even when I woke up after surgery, that peace and warmth lingered all over my body. Looking back, it was like I didn't just have spinal surgery. I had a soul surgery. I knew everything was going to be okay. I was no longer afraid. I absolutely knew there was and is a God that he had met me in a very personal way. When things get scary in my life, I become that five-year-old little girl again, and Jesus reminds me that I am in the palm of his hand. Isaiah forty-nine sixteen says, Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Amplified Version says it this way, Indeed, I have inscribed a picture of you on the palms of my hands. Your city walls, Zion, are continually before me. Let me stop and say this. My friend, when the storms of life just seem overwhelming and it feels like it will consume you and your family, know that the Lord is holding you in the palm of his hands. Know that he has everything in control. When finances are tighter than you could possibly imagine, God is holding you and your family is co and is covering you. When people are gossiping about you and your family, God is holding you. When it feels like your whole world is crashing down, God is holding you. This isn't in my book, but something I didn't put here um, that I thought about as I was going through it. If you find that your womb is empty, and you long and ache for a baby. God is holding you too, my friend. 
and he sees you right where you are. Back to the book. When you are backed into a corner and it doesn't seem like there is a way out, God is holding you. It does not matter the circumstance. It does not matter how big the spiritual battle. He is holding you and he loves you. Satan will lie to your mind in these times and tell you that God doesn't love you and that you did something wrong and that is why this is happening. But that is a lie. He is telling you that because he knows he has no chance of being right with God. That's why he pushes hopelessness onto you because he has no hope. But I am here to tell you that God walked, manifested himself in the flesh on this earth just so he could walk in your shoes to know exactly what you are faced with. There is not a single road that he has not already traveled. There is not a single decision that you have faced or that will face that God has not already been there and he has the answer for God's timing is backwards from ours. He works from the beginning to the ending. He makes a finished product and then goes backward. That is how we receive a prophetic word from the Lord about the future. God tells what he sees as having already happened. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter the conflict that would oppose that promise because in God's timeline, It will and has already come to pass. That is the kind of God we serve. I was in surgery for about eight hours. When I awakened out of anesthesia, I had black and blue bruising from all the tubes down my throat. Mama thought, oh, my poor baby. I was very weak and in pain, so I couldn't show her just how happy I was to see her. But in a weak little voice, I said to her, Mama, everything is going to be okay. What, baby? Everything is going to be okay. Jesus told me so. I began to tell her my vision and tears filled her eyes. Later, my mama would become a nurse and share this testimony with several of her patients to comfort them. Mm-hmm.